Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. We are working our way through Robert Paul and Greg Smalley's book, Nine Lies That Will Destroy Your Marriage. We're still looking at love line number six. Our differences are irreconcilable. We were looking at an example of Greg Smalley, one of our authors, and his wife, Erin. Specifically, we were talking about what the authors call the reactive cycle, where we get our emotional buttons pushed, and then we react by pushing the buttons of our spouse. This cycle of button-reaction, button-reaction, can amp up quickly and intensely. So, what do people normally do to stop the madness? When Greg's buttons are pushed, where will he focus his energy and attention? Well, he'll try to get Aaron to stop or change her reactions. It makes sense, but that strategy immediately hurts everyone. How much righteous power and control does Greg have over Aaron's free will? None. In order to get Aaron to change her behavior, he has to figure out how to convince her to act differently. As a result, she will normally feel invalidated, judged, criticized, and unloved. And to make matters worse, if Greg succeeds in manipulating and or controlling her into behaving differently, even if it's better for her in the end, he has had to become manipulative and controlling to get there. Now that's not how the Lord handles us when we use our will poorly. We know Greg ultimately wants to be more conformed to the image of our Lord. So it's both not the man Greg wants to be, and it's not the man God has called him to be. So what can we righteously and effectively do to break the cycle? Where does our responsibility and power actually lie? Remember, as a fully functioning adult, Greg is responsible for Greg. How he shows up, regardless of what comes at him, is ultimately what he will be responsible for when he stands before God. So in the reactive cycle, Greg is responsible for how he feels, his buttons, and what he does, his reactions. The good news is that this is also where his power lies. Our authors have found that it only takes one person to stop the reactive spin, and either Greg or Aaron can do it without the cooperation of the other. So what can Greg do? Our authors say, create space. And when they say that, they're not talking about space between you and your spouse. Even though sometimes that is helpful, that's not what they mean here. They're talking about creating space between your buttons and your reaction. That's what breaks the cycle. That's where your power lies. The reactive cycle can only continue if both people are involved in it, much like a tug of war. If two people are holding the rope, pulling in opposite directions, and either one drops the rope, the game's over. In the reactive cycle, if either of you does not react, the cycle ends. Erin can't continue with Greg if Greg won't play. She may stay upset, but the cycle between them ends. Now, realistically, not reacting can feel like it requires superhuman strength. It demands a powerful level of self-control. In fact, when Greg is able to muster the self-control needed to not react, he may walk away flexing his muscles, saying to himself, Well, 
You stud. Any normal man would have reacted to his wife when she said that, but you resisted. Way to go. And Aaron is just as capable of exercising that much self-control and power to stop the madness. Both benefit when either stops the cycle. The reactive cycle is a go-nowhere spin for all parties involved. As you create some space between your buttons and your reactions, be sure to let your partner know you're not walking away. You're taking a time out to get your heart back open, and you'll try to finish the discussion as soon as you can. And let your partner know the relationship is okay. You simply have an issue to work on. Taking a time out is not the same as withdrawing. Withdrawing from interaction is an extremely deadly flight reaction. Long-term withdrawal leads to emotional distance. But calling a time out is a coping strategy designed to prepare you to re-engage in the conversation. Well, buttons are real, and we can't tell when they'll be pushed. The reactive cycle is real, too. Once people's buttons are pushed, they typically cycle through the potentially harmful emotional reactions that can destroy marriages. And even though you can't erase or do away with your buttons, you can deal with them in a healthy way by discerning when they are pushed and learning to keep them from raining down anger and insults on the person you love and the relationship you care so much about. Certainly stopping the cycle is better than continuing. Our authors aren't encouraging an already avoidant spouse to withdraw further and praising them for it. Nothing could be further from the truth. Clearly, it's better to not stay engaged in a reactive cycle because everyone gets hurt there. But while just creating space does not stop the madness, it doesn't take you to any better place personally or relationally. What you do in the space is what determines whether it moves things forward to a better place. No matter how your parents handled or didn't handle conflict, you can create a new legacy for your marriage and family. You have the opportunity to use conflict, those times when you're hurt, annoyed, frustrated, wounded, confused, angry, and discouraged with one another, to actually grow closer together. Sadly, many couples don't see the potential value of conflict because of past negative experiences. Maybe they didn't see healthy conflict modeled growing up, or they haven't handled disagreements successfully over the course of their marriage. But when you and your partner learn to manage your conflicts in a healthy way, both of you will actually feel safer. You will be more willing to open your hearts and reveal who you really are. You will create a marriage where being two different people is not only tolerated, it is prized. The authors say this is true intimacy. Author and psychologist Dr. Gary J. Oliver says, Conflict is the process we go through and the price we pay for intimacy. Intimacy is always achieved at the price of facing our differences and negative feelings, listening, understanding, and resolving them. As you make conflict work for you, both of you will experience more of the love and healing you never fully experienced when your buttons and reactions were ruling the day. Couples who learn the lesson of conflict management will find conflict helps them in many ways. It can bring problems into the light. 
It can provide an opportunity to break old, ineffective patterns. It can help you to better appreciate the differences between you and your spouse. It can give you a chance to care for and empathize with your spouse. It can humble you. It can give you great insight into your own personal issues, especially the ones you bring with you into the marriage. You know, we all have them, and they repeatedly show up in our views, our reactions, and our perspectives of our spouse and situations. It can cause you to grow into a healthier individual and ultimately a healthier husband or wife. It can help you learn how to anticipate and resolve future conflicts. It can bring you closer together as you listen, understand, and validate each other. It can raise you to higher levels of marital satisfaction every time you manage the conflict well. It can be the sole reason for the amazing experience of make-up sex. Our author suggests the following exercises for managing your buttons and reactive cycle. Don't react. The key to breaking the reactive cycle is to create space between your button and your reaction. This means don't react. It takes self-control to stop the cycle. And if you are really triggered, it may feel like it takes superhuman strength, but you can do it. Developing this level of self-control can feel like one of the single most empowering things you can do. The cycle can only continue if both parties are participating, so you can single-handedly stop the cycle by choosing not to react. You may need to take a deep breath and step back. As soon as possible, enter into the care cycle, care well for yourself, and figure out what is going on for you so you can get and keep your heart open and remain true to the person God created you to be. Call a time out. If you leave without letting your spouse know what you're doing, it feels like withdrawal and he or she will probably follow you around the house. Greg says that he'll say something like this to Aaron. I love you and want to hear you, but right now I'm pretty shut down and I'm unable to really listen to you. I'm taking a quick time out, but I'll be back to finish our discussion. Notice, he's not asking for Aaron's permission. Instead, he's letting her know that he needs a break, but he'll be back. Greg says that he and Aaron have made a rule that whoever calls a timeout has to initiate getting them back together to finish their conversation. The difference is that their hearts will be open and they will be better able to really listen. Well, what about you? Talk to your spouse about what you can say in the moment that will help him or her to understand that you are taking a timeout and aren't withdrawing. Maybe it's a special phrase as code red or a signal, uh, for example, the timeout signal that basketball players make. It could be a funny word like platypus. Whatever you come up with, make sure that the meaning is that you're taking a break but will return. Well, our time's gone for today. Before we go, I want to invite you to join me on Monday mornings at 10 a.m. on my Mutual Understanding Method Facebook page for some live teaching about relationships. If you don't use Facebook or the time's not convenient, you can visit my website, mutualunderstanding.net, and click on the Mum Live tab to listen to the recorded teachings. Have a great weekend. God bless. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. 
If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening and be blessed.